0: so many other amazing accomplishments so advocate for children advocate for women and advocate period for people and without further ado let me introduce you to Anastasia Dieva welcome thank you for joining us midst of everything that is going on right now
1: Isabel thank you for inviting it's my honor to be here and to have an opportunity to speak about
0: Absolutely, uh, I know it's extremely challenging. I know that we just get over one month of this amazingly um, shocking uh, unexpected aggression to the level of magnitude that we're seeing. And I know that a lot of people are having a hard time wrapping around, it's 21st century, it's in Europe. Um, it's unexpected for a lot externally that are looking and watching yet it is real and is so real for all of you so do you mind sharing a little bit how are you how are you doing some of your first impressions of this um current situation and aggression that you guys are are having on ukraine and your country
1: sure but if you don't mind i would love to start with the wording because let's call war war it's not uh, scary and it's very important to hear what really happens in ukraine right now because um at the moment there are so many threats for us and it's not only russian aggression but it's also um i would say indifference of many people who are scared to call uh, things by their own name names and we can also name it genocide because at the moment, what is happening in my country, my homeland, it's not a war even, it's a genocide against civilians, against women, against men, against children, and against elder people here too. And um, I would say that, uh, um, Yeah, it's it's absolutely shocking. But at the same time, knowing my people and believing in my army, believing in volunteers all around Ukraine, all around the world, believing in those absolutely bravest people who are my who are now my family, because now we have this uh, phrase that uh, my family is not only my uh, husband or baby but it's uh, 40 million people uh, in ukraine who are my uh, relatives at the moment because uh, we stand in uh, absolute unity against uh, this horrible russian invasion russian aggression and russian war against freedom of uh, ukrainian nation so basically it's uh, yes it's it's very much scary and my morning starts with the news always At the moment I wake up and open my eyes early in the morning, I always read the news and I hear, um, let's say, words from my friends, from my relatives who are at the moment in uh, different parts of Ukraine, from my colleagues, if they are alive, if they are uh, safe, if they have water, if they have food, if they have electricity, if they have network and they can chat. So basically this isn't your reality, you are absolutely right. But you know, humans are so adaptive and when they know what are their dreams and what are their values, why they stand for, why they fight, we feel this passion to move forward. We feel this passion to support each other. And when the world sees this courage, I believe it's very much inspiring. That is why I'm really honored to have an opportunity to speak about it.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love how you came with very clear conviction what it is and you're spot on. We have a tendency to label things differently and because it's easier for people to absorb it and accept it. And you're right, it's not just the war, it is ethnic cleansing, it is the genocide. But it's unfortunate so fortunate that all of this is happening, escalating to the magnitude. And it's sometimes hard to catch up to all of it, isn't it? And it's such a short period of time. But I love your ad- attitude and your passion and your convention, um, how united you are, as well, how... Um, strong anchor and support as someone who is so young and obviously has a baby, has a husband, and it's extremely vulnerable obviously with everything that is going on around you, yet you are there, you're present, you are also doing everything and anything you can to support your fellow family, your fellow citizens and your fellow Ukrainians. Um, With that in mind, Anastasia, do you mind sharing a little bit uh, efforts that you are doing? Obviously, you've been also very visible as a um, executive director of a great organization, 100% life. And, and what are your current efforts uh, beside obviously helping uh, with the, to win the battle and, and to win this situation and um, to persevere in the process?
1: Yeah, thank you for your question. If you don't mind, I will just give a brief overview of our organization because it's very common for um, people in Ukraine and Eastern Europe and Central Asia who knows about us because we are uh the biggest uh, the largest passions and community based organization uh which has been here for the last 20 years fighting with uh, epidemics like hiv and aids tuberculosis and viral hepatitis fighting for human rights and standing for the empowerment of the most vulnerable uh popu- key population groups in um, in our region so basically um uh, We have uh, an Amazing portfolio of what we do. We work uh, with service provision. We work with procurement of antiretroviral therapy. Our uh, head of coordination council, head of our organization, Dmitry Sherembey. is not only the most inspiring, uh, inspiring. I'm sorry, uh, activist in Ukraine, but he he has all also been the first, one of the first people in Ukraine who received the treatment. Um, HIV treatment, antiretroviral therapy. So I would say that he knows the deal from inside out. Um, But of course, uh, um, as soon as we understood that um, the war can happen, we started to prepare and speak softly with our employees all over Ukraine. And you should understand that only in Kiev, in our uh, central office, we have more than 100 employees. And all around Ukraine, it's more than 3,000 people who are working for us, for our organization, and providing social services for HIV-positive passions and uh, key vulnerable groups, as I mentioned before, um, including positive women, HIV-positive women, teenagers, LGBTQI, and, um, and others. Uh, so as soon as we understood that uh, um, such, uh, let's say, something can happen, we didn't know what exactly. Of course, I think no one adequate could actually uh, Predict uh, that uh, the war, the full-scale invasion, can happen for our country, in our country, and uh, from such uh, horrible neighbor as Russia Federation. But it happened. So basically, we started to prepare and and quickly make some emergency training for our employees to understand that if there is a need for evacuation, how we actually. Um, uh, how we actually relocate to different places in Ukraine and in Europe or uh, wherever people feel safe and how we continue our work. And of course, uh, from the very first day of our work, our foundation started to, um, I would say, yeah, started internal reconstruction and uh, we um made all of our web efforts uh, to first of all uh, bring more of the humanitarian aid to ukraine so at the moment we are the organization who provide the uh, different type of humanitarian aid uh, for uh, ukraine for different type of uh, population including military including uh, territorial defense groups inter including of course doctors social workers and civilians and population groups, the most vulnerable groups in Ukraine. Uh, I would also mention that our head uh, of organization, Dmitry Sherembey, he also remained in Kiev. He is there. So basically, he stays in our central office all the time, and he is a part of territorial defense. So basically, during the day, he goes with a gun and patrolling the streets, and at night he is working with us on uh, selecting the humanitarian aid, the distribution channels, communicating with donors, etc etc so yeah uh, i would say that our organization is working full time and we're trying to do all of all the best in uh in all the parts of ukraine to to be helpful and to be there
0: Mm. wow you're doing a lot and you quickly adopt it you quickly adjust it and then also you continue to take care of of your patients and people that uh Prior to obviously the war, um, we're receiving the services and then now you expanded and offering more. And it is so admirable to see how quickly you landed on your feet, how quickly you reposition and also realizing what people will need the most, which is also the aid uh, in, in forms of medical aid as well as um, uh, support uh, through other channels. Um, I'm here based in Denver and it's interesting. I'm not sure if you heard about Project Cure. Uh, they're the company that uh, a nonprofit organization. It's been sending the medical supplies all over the world and including to Ukraine. They're the first ones actually to send the shipments of the medical supply. And it just makes me super thrilled to see uh, when very well organized, uh, reputable uh, companies um, get on their feet and they don't miss the beat and they know what is coming and and and, and keep going. And um, since like you are one of those as well and I just want to kudos you for someone who is navigating motherhood and the young baby uh, that is navigating also um, obviously bringing everything forward with your organization now also adding more complexity to your portfolio. And, and as you said, people are doing some things by day, some things by night, but ultimately everybody is trying to figure it out at the, the how to better the country? How to help the people in the during the times of their greatest needs? So, with that in mind, do you mind sharing what is the biggest need right now that you've seen that it, that, that Ukrainians need for everybody watching, listening, uh, that they really wanted to support? What, what, what would they? What, what would you say that would be?
1: Uh, so, I would say, thank you again for this question. Um, I just wanted to mention that also this. Uh, current situation, the war revealed leadership in each and every one of us. And it's very much important that uh, local organizations like ours also shows uh, the great leadership. And I would say sometimes uh, shows greater, much greater impact than lots of international organizations. I don't want to blame anyone, but actually, I mean, I've been working with international organizations like UN and different others um, uh, in my career. I've been working for the government of Ukraine, as you mentioned before. and Now I'm working as a as a CEO of the biggest community organizations, so basically NGO, and I can say that this is a time of leadership. And with this leadership and, uh, let's say, with this confidence that we have this leadership, I would say that um, when when we describe the, uh, uh, let's say, the political level of course there are two very important things which everyone all around the world can do. The first is uh, to insist and to speak out about the real situation, real facts of what is happening in Ukraine, uh, to pay attention to the situation locally, like in cities like Mariupol, and to come up to their political authorities and uh, Demand to either close the sky or to support uh, the uh, weapons that uh, weapons that will help Ukrainian army to uh, combat uh, the Russian aggression on our territory and our land. Um, so, of course, uh, the political vocal role is very much important for each and every one. So, basically, when you come to protest with the Ukrainian flag, it really means a lot for us. It really helps to uh, change the minds. I hope to change the minds of diplomats, of politicians in your country who are representing uh, G7, for instance, or G20, and who actually can come up with some important solutions which we require right here and right now. Um, As a professional, I would say that there are four, on my opinion, again, there are lots of needs and humanitarian needs in our country because some uh, some parts of Ukraine are currently in humanitarian crisis. There are cities which doesn't have electricity, which doesn't have like nothing, no water, no food for already months. There are children and uh, newborns, baby, there are pregnant women, women, elders, men, teenagers, lots of people who are just literally dying in the shelters uh, or underneath uh, the uh, like uh, the ground floor of the uh, buildings because they have nothing to do with it. They can't even go out because humanitarian corridors are always uh, violated and shooted by Russian soldiers and they can't move out of the cities. I'm talking about Chernigiv, I'm talking about Kharkiv, I'm talking about Mariupol and others. So. I think it's very, uh, so basically when we come up to, uh, let's say needs, uh, we can name several blocks. The first one is uh, uh, medical and humanitarian needs for the army and for the people who are defending us. So basically it's territorial defense, national police, national guard, and of course it's body armor, it's tourniquets, it's uh, casks, uh, it's everything that can protect them. So basically protective equipment for the uh, army. and and, and others, I would say. Uh, It's also, second part is medical supplies. So basically we're speaking about professional medical supplies for surgeries, medicaments that can help doctors to uh, provide their medical assistance to the victims of uh, shootings or uh, bombing or others right here and right now, maybe, uh, let's say, prototypes of uh, mobile hospitals, uh, maybe mobile equipment, uh, medical equipment that can be uh, easily transported from one place to another. Third uh, third, uh, part of uh, donation or maybe help that can be uh, donated for Ukraine at the moment is of course medical supplies for civilians. So basically some kind of easy medical kit that can help and save your life whenever you are. If you're under the bombing in shelter, or if you are in, uh, let's say, migrating and evacuating, or if you just uh, blocked in your city or your village without electricity, without any water supply, etc. It's something that is really needed for your life. And the fourth and very much important is, of course, access to internet. And that is why, actually, I think that our minister of Cifra, um, Fedoriv, uh, 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 he, he is uh, absolutely. I mean he's absolutely innovative and actually his uh, statue is showing our democratic choice he is a politician of a new age of a new generation he is not much older than myself uh, maybe a little bit more than 30 something and he is young he's super talented he is very much Competent and professional, and he spoke to Elon Musk himself and asked, "We need Starlinks because we need access to internet, and that is actually something that we really need all around Ukraine at the moment. Because as you see, or maybe if you are reading news, uh, um, Russian army is trying to bomb our." televisions and our, how do you say, network uh, chains. So basically they are trying to exclude us from the communication channels. That is why um, I would say pervasive internet access is very much important uh, as a donation too. So if you have a chance to give us starlings, please do.
0: Wow! Thank you for walking us through to that, and I love the way you are sharing all this information. Not only for everybody to quickly understand, but also to really look at uh, what really does make a difference and how we can make it impact, even if it's just, uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned in, in the beginning, showing up, protesting, or or, or voicing or, um disagreement of the current situation and then trying to anywhere in capacity all the way obviously to companies that are in position to help with a pr- proper internet network so that you guys can stay in the channels and continue to have information that is not propaganda-based, that is accurate, that helps people to be warned about the safety or what is coming or what is going and, and, and where they can go to get resources. Because so far I understand um, when when it's fragmented, when people don't know, creates more panic, more fear, and it's harder also for people to stay optimistic and have, keep a positive morale, isn't it? it?
1: It is, especially when, again, people are just living with sirens in their ears, when they hear uh, the threat of bombing uh, in peaceful cities. And you should understand that targets are not military infrastructure objects, targets are our civilian objects, our housing. So that is why it's really important to have an opportunity to communicate to have an opportunity to access and at least to update someone about where you are. Are you are in safety? Do you need an evacuation? Do you need any help? And yes, indeed, it's very much important. And, you know, maybe if you don't mind, I will just share a little bit of my personal story because I'm a, I'm i uh, I'm from Kiev, and I really love my city. Uh, that is a city where I uh, woke up with my ten months uh, old baby, uh, and uh, it was really midnight. Well, not midnight. Maybe a bit uh, like two a.m. or three a.m. When I received a message from my former colleague from um, law enforcement, and he said it started, and I understood what started actually, and I didn't hear. I mean, I heard bombing a little bit later in the morning, it was 4 or 5 AM, and I understood that, yeah, I need to understand if I need to leave my city, and will I come back here, or should I stay? And at the first stage, I actually said that I I won't go anywhere from here and everyone was speaking, you are mad, you have a little baby, you have to leave, leave now, leave now, et cetera. Now I said, no, I will stay in Kiev because this is my home. I don't want to run out of my home. I need to be here. This is uh, something that we created together. My baby knows uh, everything here. We have a park here, I need to go there. So I was like, I kept positive, but then in two weeks when I saw, The horrible situation with uh, Kharkiv when the the amazingly beautiful city was just bombarded. There's no city anymore. And you know, it's not even occupation because when you have military aggression and when one, I don't know, dictator wants to get a part of your territory, they try to keep cities but they don't keep our cities. They want to like make it's just a floor, dust, that's it. They're bombarding everything. And I understood that Kiev, of course, is the main target because it's a capital. And I uh, understood that I need to move. Uh, as for now, I, uh, I'm i staying in Ukraine. Uh, and I'm not, uh, I mean, we just moved from the city uh, to the smaller one uh, in the Western direction. but. Uh, that to be said that I have this internal strength, if I may say so, to say that this is my home and they have to live, not me. And not uh, almost three or maybe four million people who already crossed the border and who already became refugees in yes. these countries and all around the world. So, yeah.
0: Wow, thank you for sharing that. And if you don't mind, I would love to also hear, uh, obviously, uh, how what what do you have to do so that for other women you're extremely resilient you did a lot of things that a lot of uh people didn't have a chance to do early on not only in your career path and put yourself into those I wouldn't just say uncomfortable situations but to to really step up to the plate and 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 take a lead and and be bold and be daring and 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 show what's possible. So with that in mind, what would you recommend for all of the women and all children and everybody else in your country and outside uh, obviously that already escaped and every other woman in other parts of the world what is your message uh, to them
1: I absolutely believe that this is a time of women's leadership I am an advocate for women's empowerment I have been where since I've been Uh, my student time when I uh, was uh, studying uh, political science in university, I understood that this is something which I really stand for and will be standing, I hope for all my life is women's empowerment and women's leadership. And I know that this is a time when every woman Who is a mother who is a sister who is single or who remained in the military who are fighting now on the front lines whenever wherever you are you are a leader and you have all the necessary leadership skills to um transfer it to your baby to show to be a role model who will preserve all of the values of free person who will with dignity that my superpower is being Ukrainian. This is my superpower. And I will teach my kid how to be Ukrainian. And I know what does it mean? Because Ukrainians are super uh, respectful for diversity. And that is why our country is very multicultural. This is why we are so open. This is why we are so creative. And I believe that every woman now has this superpower to share this story, to share this piece of leadership. And, To form not only followers who will just admire her and say that, oh, you're so amazing, but who will actually become leaders and will be willing to do something which really matters. That is what I really believe in. And I think that um, at the moment, of course, the lion's share of uh, uh, people who are fighting, for our lives in army a man but there are lots of women there too and we should also speak out about it and to uh, explain that uh, we are the country of values And we know why we stand for it, and women are those voices who can spread this word all around the world and, as I mentioned, to transfer these values to their babies, if they have any, or to their family and friends, to their circles.
0: Mmm, such a powerful message. I can't agree more with you. And you spot on. It is the time of women's leadership where we're not going into conflicts and and and, and starting the wars and ethnic cleansings and in genocides, but where we're also leading with the responsibly and also looking on the future generations right and what are we passing on so I I kudos your strength I kudos your conviction and I kudos your choices and decisions, because um, your inspiration and your inspiration for so many women, not only in Ukraine, but also from outside Ukraine and showing what's possible. Uh, So with that in mind, uh, with everything that is happening so rapidly, so fast, uh, what would be some of the key messages uh, for broader community, for everybody around the globe, but also some some really actionable things that, again, I know you were mentioning earlier, how can you be helped? But things to look at so that we can provoke more a leadership to act, and to act in the right way, right? Because even if they act, but if they're not looking for the greater good or not looking uh, to to, to be supportive or to act in the right way, it's useless, it's counterproductive. It doesn't help, right? So what that would be message for them, please.
1: Hmm. As I mentioned before, I think you speak out. Do the research, know the truth, learn facts, about Ukraine and about what is happening. Name war, war, and Russian invasion. It's a Russian war against Ukraine. Name it, because what I see is people who doesn't have this internal feeling of their friends, their family dying, their city, were just raping in front of their eyes. And actually, by the way, I just wanted to do it as a figure of speech, but actually there are so many gender-based violence now from Russian soldiers who are just raping our innocent women who stayed at their homes. It's just, it's just horrible, and I know about it because that was part of my career, actually, to um, install and to launch uh, new instruments of uh, combating of gem- gender-based violence in national police of Ukraine. So basically, I know what should I, uh, let's say, learn about the situation. It's horrible. We have, we will have so much of trauma in our hearts after all these events. So I want international community, actually, this is my demand, it's not even request, to speak about it, to speak out. And when we say, please, boycott Russians, it doesn't mean that you have to hate someone. It just means that you really need to make a choice. You are on what side, are you standing with the freedom and with democracy, which you are declaring all the time, or you were just uh, pretending to be? and you know when we had the revolution of dignity in 2014 it was a very it was it was a very important uh, period in our history in our country in our generation i would say that my generation knows when we speak about 2014 what does it mean and um we had a common uh, phrase that uh, you know, in health, there's always a special place for people who are impartial in such uh, yes. events, you know, yeah, yeah. so um, I think to speak out from your heart, do whatever you can, put more pressure on your politician, I know that it can be hard, I mean, of course, I know I'm a political scientist, I know what does, let's say, the current situation for Ukraine means for the whole world. I know how you, Europe suffers from the lack of resources in their supermarkets. They can't uh, buy oil, they can't buy bread, which they used to, because at the moment when the war and we shouldn't be. We had to go and do the harvest and to feed parts of the world with our bread, with our hands, you know. So I believe that it is very much important to speak it and to speak it out and to be brave and to stand with us.
0: That's beautiful message, and, and I could you again because this is the time not to be complacent because complacency kills more than anything, and you're right, taking sides, uh, knowing what you stand for, even the risk that, and implications, but for the right things, not just the political agendas or just to wait and see as majority of countries are doing, uh, but in the same time, lives, people's lives are on stake. Right now we're seeing a lot of casualties where we're seeing um, horrible images. And and everything you just said resonates so much because I'm seeing the same tactics and strategies being used um, during the collapse of former Yugoslavia, specifically in Croatia and Bosnia-Herzegovina. So seeing all of this to me, it's a deja vu. And you were right, just because the nations did not declare there was ethnic cleansing and which ethnic groups also that doesn't mean that did not happen and we don't have to wait for someone to tell us what is right and what's wrong we don't have to wait for someone to also educate us what 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 is happening and what is not and give us the narratives that um, are politically or economically labeled unfortunately we seem like we're having multitude of of those issues happening in advance um, so I just wanted to say again, kudo you for showing up, sharing your voice, and um, finding the time in the midst of the war to be here with us today. Anastasia, I will have you back. We'll figure it out, other ways to also continue hearing from you, but for right now, uh, uh, for everyone that is watching and listening uh, on this Legacy Leader show, please, please take a look Where can we find you? Where can they get involved? Where they can get a glimpse of the news and and information and projects and things you've been involved and also ways to support you? Uh,
1: If you don't mind, I will share the link after our conversation. There's a very easy uh, like one-click option where you can select wherever you want to donate for and how you can actually support. And of course- That I think will be the easiest way to speak about it.
0: Fantastic. So then everybody watching and listening, I will make sure when I post this, you have the link you go to, you have watched and look what she's doing, how um, amazing she is stepping up and changing the landscape, uh, even in the midst of the biggest... um, events of her life, which is the fortunate war and genocide and ethnic cleansing that we're seeing that is happening right now. And we're hoping that with everybody's efforts, we're gonna see pretty soon, hopefully peace, peace that is so much needed. So thank you, Anastasia, for being our guest and sharing your beautiful, beautiful, bold, call for action and both for leadership to stand up speak up and lead the way so thank you for uh, trailblazing and showing us how
1: thank you thank you Isabella I really appreciate it
0: thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show if you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience then please leave us a positive rating in addition leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.